First Peter chapter five, verse seven. And what a coincidence! It's just what we sing about. Amen. First <laughs> Peter five seven. Wonderful, wonderful verse of, of scripture. And I thank the Lord for it. You know, there's certain scriptures you probably have that you've memorized and that you call upon the Lord with and uh, kind of recite back to the Lord in your prayer time or maybe to another brother or sister in the Lord. And this is one of those verses right here. And so every word of it is like a, a treasure. Every word of this scripture. And I want us to read it. I don't care who we are or how long we've been knowing God or serving God or how much money we have or how much physical strength or whatever it is we may have, we're nothing in comparison to the, uh, the things of, of life that can come up, up upon us. God could take us to our knees in a moment. Um, this world can, can work to bring us to our knees in a moment. And it's a blessing that we can in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, casting all your care upon Him for He careth for you. And a lot is summed up in that one Scripture, but I want to read another Scripture. If you're taking notes, jot this down. We don't, we're not going to turn there for time's sake, but Psalm 55.22, and it's very similar. This is an Old Testament Scripture. It says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And that's what we're talking about. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer, suffer the righteous to be moved. Amen? And Jesus says in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 6, He says, which of you by taking thought, and really He's talking about worrying, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to your stature? Well, the answer is pretty simple. Not, none. None of us can, okay? And yet we're very proficient at worrying. I'll put myself at the top of the list. Uh, I, I, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's something uh, that I think is common to all men. It's common to all Christians to some degree. I believe as we grow in the Lord and we can learn Scriptures like this and not only learn it in our heads, but have God impart it to us and make that part of our new man, that new creation in us, that growth in the Lord. I've often thought this, we're overwhelmed, but God is not. Amen. We're overwhelmed, but God is not. Nothing overwhelms God. Nothing pushes Him to the point where He stays up all night because He doesn't sleep or slumber anyway. But you know my point. Uh, he's not wringing His hands and fretting saying, oh no, such and such just happened. Not with one of His children. Not with uh, the, the state of the world. Not with what's happening in our country. There's nothing uh, that He's overwhelmed with. But we're human beings and we're frail. He knows our weaknesses. And he knows our frailty. And He loves us just the same. He knows that we get overwhelmed. You do get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed. And we, we need to be able to learn this habit, this Christian habit, this Christian practice by faith to be able to cast our cares and our burdens upon the Lord. He says He shall sustain thee. He's not going to just help us. He does help us. But He said in that verse in the Psalms that He shall sustain us. He is the one that holds us up. Now, uh, when God gives, this is not a suggestion. You know, it's a, it's a nice thing. It's a wonderful thing. There's great benefit to us. But it's really not a suggestion. 
He's saying casting your cares. The scriptures before, you know, younger submit to the elders and so forth. All of you be subject one to another. And, and we have these scriptures and then he has casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. He's telling us to do this. It's going to fit with all the other things that he said just prior to that. And right after it, what he's going to talk about uh, resisting the devil. He's like a roaring lion. We'll get into that next week. It all is going together. We need to be able to cast our cares upon the Lord. He's telling and instructing His people to do that. But how many of you know that with a command, and I'm not afraid of the word commandment. It's not rigid and hard to me. Because with the command from our Heavenly Father who's already saved us by His grace, also comes the enabling to do it. He's going he's to call us to do things that are beyond us, but they're not beyond Christ in us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you can as well. We can. And so with the command comes the, the enabling or the empowering. Don't be afraid, but you're going to have to call upon Him for it. Lord, Your Word says cast all your cares. But I worry all the time. I can't seem to do it. We're going to have to go to God in prayer and say, help me to do this. Fill me with Your Spirit. Give me the mind of the Lord. I have the mind of the Lord. But then the Word says, let this mind be in you. So I have to cooperate with the Lord. I have to say yes to what the Lord is telling me. As a believer, and I have to say no to what Satan is telling me, and I have to say no to what my own flesh wants to tell me. And with this is the way that God works through any command that He gives, okay? When we will yield to His will and say, It's beyond me, God, pray without ceasing, rejoice in everything, give thanks. So, well, that's beyond me, God, that in everything gives thanks, because I'm not really thankful about such and such. And he says, in everything, give thanks. Okay, so God, you're going to have to help me to do that. So we come to the Lord and guess what? We find that through the Lord living His life through us, that He can help us to do that and enable us to do that. There's I promise you there's nothing that He commands or instructs us to do, amen, that He does not uh, enable us and empower us to do. If we're only willing... Okay, and that's the key. I, I really believe that the more that I study the Word of God, I don't care if it's Old Testament, New Testament, right on through, when God can get the will of a man surrendered and submitted to His will, that's the battle. If the battle is won. When I'm kicking and fighting against the Lord and what He's wanting to do, even in my life as a Christian, He's wanting to mold me and make me, and where He's pressing His thumb right there, it hurts on the clay, right? He's the potter. And so I don't, God, get your hand off of that one. That hurts a little. And, but He wants us to submit. If we'll submit and yield, the empowering is going to come. The enabling is going to come. If we'll, res, if we'll resolve to, to obey, I guess is the best way to put it. If we resolve to obey, then the power to obey will certainly come from Him. Amen? He makes the obedience possible. Now, we cannot stand, and we're just going to talk about this one scripture tonight. We cannot stand the strain of both work and worry. And we're, God has certainly called us to work. All right? I mean, even in the Lord, okay? Even in a secular job, you can do it as unto the Lord. Men are to be occupied and, and active and laboring uh, as God puts our hands to the plow. You know what I'm saying? As we put our hands there, but we can't stand the, the strain of both work and worry on top of it. And God never intended for us to. You know, just a couple of Sundays ago, I preached on the peace of God. And if we're going to really experience the peace of God, we know it's real, we know it's a fruit of His Spirit, but if I'm really going to actually abide in this peace, 
that is so amazing that His Word talks about in all the storms of life, it's going to come by faith as I really abide in Christ. It's not separate from the Lord. It's in Christ. And so we, we need to abide in Him. And God wants to definitely lift that worry. There are two things that can come between our souls and our intimate fellowship with God. And one is sin. Okay, and the other would be worry. And it doesn't mean that we're going to hell. I mean, we're talking about talking to born again believers. But sin can be, we can repent and be forgiven. Worry, I believe, is a sin as well. But still, worry is something that I would say we more occupy ourselves with than just what we consider sinful behavior. And it still hinders our, it, it, instead of unbroken fellowship with the Lord, it brings some broken fellowship with the Lord, right? Sin does that. We come when we're forgiven. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just and to cleanse us. And so, but our, our worry is just like uh, if, you, if you're healthy and strong as an ox and everything's perfect in your body and you get one grain of sand in your eye, what does that do to you? I've had it happen. I cry like a baby. I've been over. D, help me. You know, uh, we go to the emergency room. She's looking. She's dropping water. I'm, I'm oh, that hurts. Stop. Uh, one little grain of sand, okay? Or a perfect quiet night. And you're sleeping like a baby, and one dog starts barking, and it ruins the whole tranquility, right, of the night. Uh, and so it, it, it's the same way with one worry that we fret over. I walk with God is good. I'm growing in the Lord. He's blessing my life. I believe in Jesus and so forth. But I fret over one thing. And, and all of a sudden, my intimate knowing, not just in my mind, but knowing that the Lord is near me and with me and has things under control. Because it doesn't seem like He has it under control because I'm worrying. I'm looking at the circumstance, the situation, myself. And uh, there's so many blessings that come through obeying that passage right there, right? The blessings that come to my life by truly, truly casting my cares upon one much greater than I who can take them all and who loves me and cares for me. There's a lot of blessing that comes to my life. But I also will say this, that when we don't do that, it's, it really grieves the Lord and I believe it dishonors the Lord. And I'll tell you what I mean by that because it's almost like uh, we're, we're giving a bad account of our Father. Here's what I mean. If a, if a lost world is watching us and they see us fret, people you work with, people in your family that don't know Jesus, people you go to school with that don't know Jesus, that know you do. And you talk about the Lord all the time. Praise God. And they see you fretting and worrying. And they're thinking to themselves, they may not ever say it, but they would say, well, you know, their Father, their Heavenly Father that they talk about all the time obviously either doesn't love them as much as they say, is not as powerful as they say, and can't help them with this particular problem that they're going through, or doesn't care for them, or that kind of thing, or is too busy, or something like that. It's like if you were a school teacher and there was some child that uh, your second grade class that came with uh, looked malnourished and pale and their hair wasn't combed and they, you know, their clothes were dirty, their school uniform was dirty. What would that say? It wouldn't say a whole lot about the child. You'd probably think about their parents, right? You would think, wow, their parents are really not stepping up to the plate and taking care of their child the way that they should. 
And I think sometimes we can give that same impression because of how we, we worry amongst lost people. Guess what? Lost people worry too. And we worry too, but we need to be able to worry and then not stay in worry. When something uh, strikes our heart with fear, our minds with fear, or uncertainty, or doubt, or something like that, we need to be able to cast. Obviously, we have cares. That's why we have to cast them upon the Lord. And you will have more tomorrow. But we need to be able to, as a practice, cast those cares upon the Lord. We need to see each other do it. If you know I'm really going through something, or I know... Reynolds really going through something, or Jordan and Patricia, and I see them trusting God, and I still know that they're going through this circumstance that's pretty serious. And there are probably a lot of things in their lives I don't know about that they're going through. But to see them cast it upon the Lord, those cares is going to encourage me. And you seeing me do it prayerfully would encourage you as well. One man said we're either libels or Bibles when it comes to our testimony for the Lord. We're either bringing a bad name to him or we're bringing the truth to him. Uh, we're either like a harbor light, like from a, uh, a lighthouse where people are saying, safety, come to the Lord, or, or our life is a, like a warning light, stay away. Well, if that's what a Christian is, I want nothing to do with it. And much of it depends upon, that witness depends upon what we do with our cares. Okay? So I'm going to move on from that. But uh, now we have disciplines from the Lord. And we've talked about that. What, what father has a son that he doesn't chastise, right? That's taught in Old Testament, New Testament. If we belong to the Lord, He's going to chastise us, chasten us, discipline us to try to, when we go astray, to try to make us more like His Son Jesus, right? Thank the Lord He does that. We're to rejoice in that and not to despise the chastening of the Lord. But there's more cares of life can be beyond that, okay? Because with the chastening of the Lord, we know uh, in the end, it's going to bring the peaceable fruit of righteousness to them that are exercised thereby. In other words, we recognize this is God. He's doing this because I just prayed for patience. So now He's working me on me in patience and showing me my impatience. This is the hand of God working on me. He's going to bring me through this. But sometimes cares of life are just struggles. They're just unpleasant things. They're things that, um, that hit our lives that we fret over. And He wants us to, to trust Him trust him for those things, to cast them. I'll give you the uh, care. One, the Greek word uh, talks about anxieties, worry. Okay, fretting, anxiety, worry. That's what cares are. Cares are just like I care for you. Care in this context is talking about a fret or a worry. Care is that which divides and distracts the soul. Worry is always going to do that. It's going to divide the soul between trusting in God and looking and worrying about the circumstances, the situation, or my children that are rebellious or whatever it may be. And I like what this author said. He says, it's a habit, worrying. It's the habit of anticipating evil. <laughs> Think about it. You're, always, you're thinking the worst. You're thinking, this is not going to turn out good. These midterm elections are not going to turn out good. This with you know this isn't going to turn out good. That's not going to turn out good. Tomorrow I go in. The boss wants to see me tomorrow, and and or we know in a week he wants to see us. And so for a whole week we worry about it. We're sure that it's going to go bad. Well, it might. Okay, but you're sure not helping it by anticipating evil. We need to be trusting in the Lord and bring those things before the Lord. 
It's like this foreboding about the future where we dread it. We're not looking forward to it at all. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says we're to cast all of them upon the Lord. And, the, and again here, the, the word casting here doesn't mean like a fisherman. I know we got some fishermen in here and I'm one as well. And I like to bass fish and I cast the bait out, my little crank bait or whatever, and I reel it back in. I sure don't want to cast it and it goes flying off the end of the line and goes into the swamp back there somewhere and I can't get it. I tied it on good and tight. I want to cast it. I want to reel it back, hopefully with a fish on the other end. But that's not what the word casting is here. The word casting here is to cast it and leave it. The only other time that that word, that specific word is used in the Bible, remember when Judas sold, betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of silver? Then afterwards, he repented. It wasn't a godly repentance. It was a remorse. Afterwards, he regretted what he did. So he goes back to the Pharisees that he had coveted with for the 30 pieces of silver. And he says, here, I've betrayed innocent blood. They said, what is that to us? It's 30 pieces of silver. We don't care. So he didn't get any satisfaction out of them. It says he cast it into the temple. And you could hear in that big structure made of stone and marble and everything it was made of, him casting 30 pieces of silver into there, it would have made this noise. He wasn't going back after it to pick it back up. Now that's in a negative sense, but you see the point. He went to the temple and he cast that stuff and he left and went and hanged himself. That's the same word as far as casting that we leave it with God. And that's the problem I think that we struggle with. We pray about our worries and cares. I think we pray about all of them. But I don't know that we have learned, and I'm certainly not standing up as one who has perfectly learned this. I'm learning this like you are. But we cast it upon the Lord and we reel it back in. And sometimes we can do it real, real quickly. Almost before we're through praying, we've reeled it back in. That's how quickly we can do it. And again, I wonder how many of us, all of us probably, sometimes you wake up in the morning. I pray you don't do it tomorrow morning. Maybe God will speak to us and help us all from this sermon. How many times have you woken up in the morning and said, you just hear this little voice, it's going to be a miserable day. You know, I mean, honestly, no particular reason. It's just going to be a miserable day. And it's like we're, we're filled with heaviness. We're filled with depression. We're filled with worry. And it's almost like we're a victim just being led off to the day, the course of the day, and it's going to be miserable. God does not want us to live that way. I think about someone that's even in prison for serving Christ in some country around the world that I believe God can give them a joy. I know He can. And a peace in the midst of something like that. Certainly we can get up and face the things that we face day by day without being led like a lamb to the slaughter that we're just going off and it's going to be a miserable day. We worry. okay, And too often we hear that voice that's saying it's going to be another miserable day. And we yield to that. We believe it. In our, if somebody asks us do we believe that, we would say no. But in, our, in the way we think and feel, I guess you would say, and outlook for the day is often that. Uh, if we've prayed about it, Sometimes it's a prayer. Have you ever prayed about it, about troubles or trials or circumstances that you need God's help? And it's almost like a hopeless prayer. You're praying, but in your heart of hearts, you're really not believing He's going to help you. Have you ever done that before? I have. Again, that's sin. Whatever's not a faith is sin. I've absolutely done it. And I'm not, it's like there's no assurance or confidence that God's really hearing this and He's really going to help me and change this. So there's no peace within. 
no tranquility in my life. I prayed and I could say, well, God, I'm praying about this, but I'm not praying and really trusting Him with it. I'm praying and with really no hope. And I trust Him for this very well. I trust Him for that. trust Him for that. But this over here, I'm really not trusting Him for that. Because maybe I haven't seen the results. Maybe I've seen the opposite of what I'm praying for. At least to the natural eye. He wants us to trust Him. Amen? And uh, to, to know that instead of living a day like I described, where you wake up depressed and you're sure it's going to be miserable, to live a day where in a life of days where we, we walk above that. We're not oblivious to troubles. We're not in denial like a lot of popular words that are used today. I'm not in denial. I understand the circumstance and situation. But I have God that I've cast my cares upon. And He's bigger. I'm not in denial. I know things are bad. But God's good. And I'm trusting Him. He's bigger than this circumstance. He's bigger than the situation. I'll do good to just trust Him with that. You know, and leave it with the Lord. And how much better that is. Amen. Uh, to treat our cares. Have you ever thought this? To treat your cares or your worries like sins. You don't want to hang on to your sins, right? You want to quickly bring them over to the Lord and be forgiven. To treat your worries that way. The things that you and I hang on to day by day that we fret over. I've got my own little things I fret about. And to be able to treat those like I would sin, I want to get away from that. Lord, forgive me of that. Help me to stop that. It was wrong. I knew it was wrong when I did it. Forgive me. And we really want to distance ourselves from our sins. But do we really want to distance ourselves from our worries and fretting and cares like that? We need to. The Lord will help us. Amen. We need to trust Him to do that. And there's no surer path to, to real peace with the Lord than, than being able to do that. I just want to read this Scripture. This is from Revised Version. Um, of Psalm 68, 19, if you're taking notes. Blessed be the Lord who daily heareth, beareth our burdens. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears our burdens. He does it daily. Okay? And it's, in other words, he, he almost takes it personally. He wants to bear our burdens. He's the burden bearer. He knows we can't. It doesn't honor the Lord when I hang on to my worries all the time. And his, it would be like a child. Uh, I read this illustration in a book. You got a bunch of kids, little kids, let's say, uh, you know, young children that are playing in a playground, eight years, ten years old, whatever, they're playing. You see one kid standing over by the fence, just hanging on to the fence, and you're like, why'd you stop playing? What are you doing? I'm, I'm worrying what I'm going to eat tonight. You know, I'm worrying about uh, how am I going to provide for myself. I'm worrying about how, you know what I'm saying? If I'm going to have clothes to wear to school tomorrow. Their parents are going to take care of that. You, you wouldn't see that typically. I'm talking about with good parents. You understand my point? So if God's a good father and a good parent, and what are we doing? Why do I have this long look on my face? Why am I not able to sleep at night? And it happens, right? I'm troubled. I'm anxious. I prayed about it, but I prayed about it, but I didn't really cast those cares upon God. I prayed about it, but I prayed with no hope. I said the prayers with my mouth, but I didn't trust God with the results and to take it. Like Judas casting the money into the temple with no intention of going back after it. I can't say that I'm perfect by any means in that. But um, that's a couple of things we need to take into consideration that we need to deal with first. If we're going to cast our cares upon the, upon the Lord, we need to first make sure we're a believer. Okay, Let's say that to anybody that truly know Christ. Because that's the greatest burden of all is that 
is the, uh, the weight of sin that, you know, and the condemnation that we're under without the blood of Jesus. But having said that, we need to say, am I in God's will? Am I surrendered to the Lord? Am I walking with the Lord? We need to just double check and make sure that He's been trying to talk to me for six months about something I'm doing or somebody you're dating or whatever that's not of God at all. And we're out of His will. And so now we're troubled. Well, before, you know, He wants to deal with that. He wants to get our life straight. So make sure that we're, you know how the Israelites follow the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. And where that cloud moved, that's when that was your signal. Pack up the tabernacle. We're moving. It wasn't when you thought you should move or how long you thought you should stay. It was when the Lord moved and that represented His presence that they were to get up and walk with Him. We need to make sure we're walking with the Lord day by day in all the big direction of our life and in the little smaller things of life day by day. Amen? And once we've done that, then it's much easier to really cast our cares upon the Lord. And so we need to yield to God in all of that. Uh, so what are some things that we can worry about? You know, I'm going to just cover these as we move through. I'm not asking for specific things, but just in general, the types of things that children of God can worry about we can worry about uh, how we're doing in the Lord. We can worry about my growth. Like I feel like, uh, you know, feel like Chris Hudson's way beyond me in the Lord. And why is he gaining such ground in the Lord and I'm way back here? But we need to be able to trust God for that. We need to be able to cast that upon the Lord. Like I said, if those other conditions are met, I know that I'm saved and I know that I'm in the will of God. I'm not known sin and rebellion in my life then I have to trust that God's got me where He wants me to be. Again, there wouldn't, you wouldn't see a kid in pre-K stressing out that he's not already learning 8th eighth, eighth grade math yet. He's not so worried about that. But I can promise you, if he'll just trust that his teacher knows what they're doing and can teach him what he needs to know in pre-K, before long he'll be learning 8th grade math at the right time. Same in our walk with the Lord. We don't need to fret about those things. We can only deal with what we can deal with. If I have sin in my life, bring it to God. Confess it. Forsake it. And step away from it. Be cleansed and forgiven. Am I outside of the will of God in some way? Come back to the Lord. Say, I'm straight from the voice of my Good Shepherd. I'm still a Christian, but I'm out of God's will in this relationship or whatever. Come back to the Lord. Having done all that, we're going to have to trust Him as our teacher Okay, in the school of Christ that He knows what He's doing. So the lessons that I'm, he's teaching me now, life lessons, he knows what he's doing. And he'll bring me to where that believer that I admire is or the believer I read about in the Bible that I admire their faith like Moses or Joshua or someone or Noah building the ark. He'll bring me to that place as I continue to yield to him. That responsibility really is his, y'all. It really is. There's a lot of things that we take as our responsibility that are not. There are things that are our responsibility. Submitting and yielding and praying and calling upon the Lord and being in His Word and, and uh, praying without ceasing. And even in all that, God strengthens us. But to actually grow myself, I don't pull myself up here and make myself a bigger Christian. I keep my eyes on the Lord. I can't make myself start worrying, but I can do what He tells me to do. Be careful for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication. I can't make myself quit worrying, but I can obey God's Word. Okay, I'm worrying. What does God's Word say? Whatever things are good or lovely or just, any virtue lovely, think on these things. I can do that. I really can. 
God, help me to do it. Help me to do it. Help me to think on what's lovely right now. Help me to think on something that's true. Because there's so many lies going on around me and it's troubled my mind and it's troubled my heart. And ooh, I want to stop the lies and I want to stop this and I want to stop that. He says, think on what's true. Okay, so I need to think on the Lord. God is able to help me to do that. We can worry about um, some type of ministry we have. You know, we've got Foxy's tomorrow, and I'm going to teach tomorrow, and maybe the, 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 we have our outreach out there, and, you know, what am I going to teach? Or the, the burden really is the Lord's, the responsibility is the Lord's. I need to spend my time praying, and He's going to have to show me. I can be honest with you. We teach at Parkview every week, and it's been such a blessing. Today was a blessing. I went every Wednesday at lunch and had seven guys come, had a new guy come. For whatever reason it is with that particular ministry, now with preaching to y'all and preaching in this church, uh, the Lord helps me prepare way ahead of time. And I start early, and I prepare a long, long time, and, and I know because this is the way God's done it. I know what I'm going to bring. And I'm thankful for that. Because God probably knows I would stress out if I did not know what I was going to preach. It's big to me. Okay? But almost every time I walk into, I pray about it. Pray every day about that ministry. I don't know most of the times what I'm going to say when I walk in there. The kids come in from, it's not good from a lack of praying or lack of desire to prepare. And I don't like it. But the Lord must be, I've said to thee, the Lord must be on that particular thing trying to teach me to trust Him. And that's not an encouragement to be lazy or not be prepared. It's not that. It's I go in there and, I'll, and, I, and it kind of scares me a little bit. Because here these kids start rolling in with their lunch and they're sitting down and eating. I'm greeting them and saying, hey. And it's time to open my mouth and talk. And I'm not totally sure what I'm going to say. But when I go to open my mouth, he shows me what to say. He does, and I know He showed me. You know what I'm saying? And then it fills up the time, and I'm like, wow, where'd the time go? I just talked for 30 minutes, and it, it was all glory to God. So, the, the, we can worry about things like that. You know, we're going to be teaching Sunday school at and our church, or opening prayer, or doing communion, and we stress about it. The work really belongs to the Lord. If I'm a pastor, who's, whose people are these really? We are the sheep of His pasture, right? We're His people. And so we are all His responsibility. If we get in some kind of trouble, or I get in some kind of trouble as a pastor, I'm just saying like a, there's a problem in the church. Who's going to lift us out of it and fix it and solve it? The Lord's going to have to. Amen? And so I don't have to worry about those things. It's His church. It's His church. And, I, and I, if, if I'm making it all about me or any pastor would be doing that, then I can understand the worry. They feel like they got this machine, they have to keep it cranking out. But if it's really the Lord's, then that burden can be lifted. Easier said than done, but it is possible. And the Lord can, can help us all to do that. Um, we can worry about, and I'll be bringing this to close in a minute, but we can worry about our feelings. In other words, our feelings about yesterday I felt really close to the Lord. I felt like he was in my room with him, with me when I was praying. Like really, God was right there. Have you ever felt like that? I have. Okay. Uh, and then today, I feel very stressed, worried. I feel like God's very far off. 
haven't committed any gross sins since last night till today, but I feel totally different today. And that's why the Bible says that just should live by faith. And but we can worry about things like that. I feel felt close to God a week ago. I feel very far from God today. And so we worry about that. And God doesn't want want us to worry about that. He wants us to trust Him with those things. You know how quickly our feelings and emotions can change? Aren't you glad that we're not strictly dominated by our emotions? We're not governed by our emotions? We have emotions, and I thank the Lord for them. We're not robots. But we're not to be governed by our emotions. If we're happy in Jesus, then we're going to serve Him like crazy. We're, next day, we're not happy in Jesus, we're going to quit serving we're not to live that way. We're happy with our husband, our wife today, or our children the next day or the next minute. We're not. We're going to walk off and forsake them. Now, thank God we're not governed by our emotions. But you know how quickly they can change. The weather can change our emotions. The temperature, right? Um, the election results. Things can change us so quickly. And, and we're worried about it. But we just have to remember, you know what? That's not... It has nothing to do with thus saith the Lord. That has nothing to do with the power of God and the love of God and the care of God for my life. And, and the way I felt yesterday, He blessed me with that when I felt really close to the Lord. Today I don't. So maybe He's trying to teach me. I'm not living for that feeling. I'm not living for it. Seeking how I can get it back. And I'll tell you this, people can do that as well. They, they fret... And so they, they think, uh, I'm, i got to go find that new touch. Go to the Lord to find your new touch. Go to the Lord in prayer. Go to Him in your Word. Don't seek for some new strange thing. We've talked about strange fire and things like that before. i got to try this down the road. What's going on down there? I know it's a little shady. I know it's not quite biblical. But boy, they seem on fire down there. Don't do it. Don't worry about your feelings. The feelings come and go. And God can bless us with those feelings. He wants to teach us to live by faith. Amen? And so, we, we have to watch that. And we can also worry, and, and this is one of the last things, we can worry about just the general cares of life, right? Not sinful things, but providing for our family, providing for the bills. Uh, just, just day in and day out cares of life. And we can worry about those things. And Matthew 6 is so clear on that. And, I, and I, this is one of those, Matthew 6.33, that I quote daily to myself. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's not out of context. Specifically in context, He's talking about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, you know, uh, what shelter and that kind of thing. He talks about the birds and the lilies of the field, and they don't toil or spin, and yet they're arrayed with this beautiful outward clothing that God gave them. You are you not more valuable than them? God takes care of us. He says all the all the heathens and all the Gentiles that don't know God, that's how they live. That's one of the things, one of the main things that ought to separate the life of a believer from people that don't know Christ. And again, it's a testimony of the Lord, not so much us. His goodness, his provision, his care for me. And I totally trust him to do it. In other words, it's as good as done even though it's not done yet. Because He promised it to me. It's as good as done. It's like the rapture of the church. It hasn't come yet. But it's called the blessed hope of the church. Paul looked for it in his day. He was looking for that. And so, it's, 
the mockers can mock. But the believer needs to know it's as good as done. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen yet. I haven't walked on streets of gold yet, like when the new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem, but I'm going to because He promised me that. I haven't received a new body yet. This one's still getting old and aching, but He's promised me that one. You know what I'm saying? It's as good as done. It's a testimony of the Lord. We take those things and we lay them at His feet. So, so in, in bringing this and wrapping this up, every, every uh, opportunity, I guess you would say, to fret and worry, and there are many, right? Every hour, there's, fret, there's opportunities to fret and worry. Every one of those can also be an opportunity of grace. It can be an opportunity to cast it upon the Lord and come to know your Savior more. Come to trust your Savior more. And you actually look, and it's nothing to be arrogant about, but you can say, you know what? The Lord's really helping me. I can see a change over the last three months. I can see a change since last year. I can remember distinctly worrying and asking God to help me stop the things He taught me and showed me and how He's lifted those burdens and I'm seeing Him faithful and I'm a lot further along in Jesus. i still got a long way to go, but I'm a lot further along in this trusting the Lord than I was a year ago. Every one of those is an opportunity to trust Him and that's what He wants from them. That every time you and I are tempted to worry, it's a perfectly good occasion to worry for a little while and fret. He wants us to quickly bring it to Him and cast it upon Him and roll it upon the Lord. Uh, the Bible says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Isn't that a wonderful Scripture? Psalm 37.5 Commit thy way. That's like the whole path of my life. It's yours. Not just certain areas of my life. I'm on this path. Jesus is the way. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. He goes on to say, He'll bring forth your righteousness as the noonday. People don't think you're righteous. They don't think you're really a good person, a good Christian. At some point, He's going to make it manifest what you are in Him. And all the glory will be His. Okay? It's a wonderful Scripture, but it's rolling those cares upon the Lord. And we'll close in with this because how does this work? What's the reason for doing it? Because the second half of that Scripture, because He cares for you. There's not a mother that ever cared for their sick child more than our God cares for us. And you know how a mother cares for their sick child. But there's not a mother ever that lived that cares for their hurting child more than our God uh, cares for us. It's just a wonderful thought to know uh, that we can roll those cares upon Him and He's always His care and His love for us is always beyond. It's just beyond what what we would even think about. And so we don't we just don't have to worry about it. It's like when you get on a in a in a I don't know it, any situation if you're not worried about like if the captain of the ship and the pilot of the boat's on there, then you go well they're experienced they got it under control I don't have to worry about that. We'll go ahead and fish. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna you're not gonna borrow that fear, or worry. Hopefully. Um, and God wants us to be able to trust Him like that. That, okay, I've, I've committed it to His hands. Has He ever been unfaithful? I'm asking you, has God ever been unfaithful to you? There might have been times you felt like He was a long way away. God, why aren't you hearing me? 
this trial has lasted five years. I thought it was going to last five minutes, and it's five years, and it's still going on. But in none of that did he fail us. He never left us, nor failed us, nor forsook us in all of that. Never. Nobody can rightfully bring that accusation against the Lord, not truthfully bring it against the Lord. So we need to be able to cast it upon him and leave it with the Lord. Amen. It's as good as done because he's, he's promised it. God cares for us so much that he gave his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. We should never doubt his care and his love for us. And so he hears every little cry. He hears every, even if you don't voice it, he knows. He knows what you're stressed about, about to be stressed about. And he wants us to bring it to him and trust him. Amen. He wants us to trust him. Paul said to the, this to the Corinthians. He, he said, I would have you without, without carefulness or without worry. So I would have you to be that way. I want you to be that way. And so uh, there's a story, and I'll close with this, of um, a little boy. This is just an illustration. I don't know that it's a real story. There's a, a boy, a little child, who was trying to help his dad uh, unpack some books. And his dad had some really big, thick, heavy books. You know, the big, huge encyclopedia kind of books. And the little kid was struggling with one, the weight of it, and trying to bring it up the stairs. And he tripped and he fell. And he's still holding the book. And he's laying there on the stairs. And the dad runs over. And he picks up the boy and the book. No problem at all. And it's kind of like a picture of, of us. The Lord just picks us up and the burden up all at once. It's no problem for Him. You know, we're struggling with the burden. Boop, we fall over. Can't handle it. It's too much. Trips me up. Can't take it anymore. The Lord can just pick you and the burden up all at once. Easy for Him. No problem. He wants us to trust Him, amen, and to care for Him. So I'm going to close with that. So Father, we just come before You tonight.